All right, awesome. So, uh, so three, two, two one. one, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Guys Our Age podcast, a podcast where two friends have random conversations and just enough beer. I'm your host, John, and joining me in this crazy venture is my good friend and co-host, Jim. Hey folks, and welcome to part two of our 1971 music review episodes. Uh, this will appear as episode nine in our catalog, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, we are Guys Our Age. You can reach us at guysourage at gmail.com, or you can try guys.our.age at gmail.com. Either one will work. So without any further fuss, here is part two. Alice Cooper has two albums in 71, mm-hmm. okay? Both very substantial, basically because Alice Cooper Killer, uh, that was the album that kind of introduced him to the world. Uh, 18 is on that album. Yeah. So I'm 18. That's a great song. And Desperado, I believe, is also on Killer, which is another great Alice Cooper song. Top 10, right? But he also, so it wasn't just Killer, but Love It to Death was an album he produced. Same idea like Yes, we're like six months apart. One got produced, Killer got produced early on in the year, maybe like January, yeah, Feb time frame. Love it to death. Uh, 18 was on that one. Right. Um, so the, this all came out in 72 was when Welcome to My Nightmare came out. And then that's when he just basically, yeah. you know, he took over TV for a couple of years after that with uh, the whole thing with Vincent Price and the Black Widow and all that stuff. But that's that's for 72, right? That's, yeah, that's for next year. Th- Okay, so, um, turns out the only thing I got right with my Alice Cooper comments were the album titles. Uh, So, let's correct that. So, Love It to Death was released in March of 71. It was released first, before Killer. And Love It to Death had the two hits, uh, I'm 18, which was the band's first to reach any sort of global audience, and Is It My Body, which was the B-side to the 18th single. And both tunes remain Alice Cooper standards to this day. I'm a boy and I'm a man. I'm 18. Is it my body? Someone I might be. Killer was released later that year in November, and it included hits like Desperado, Under My Wheels, and Be My Lover. I'll wear lace, and I wear black leather. Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols was such a fan of the album Killer that he once dubbed it the greatest rock and roll album of all times. 
Don't believe me? Check out Wikipedia. You'll see for yourself. Alice Cooper's next two albums, School's Out in 1972 and Billion Dollar Babies in 1973, would catapult Alice Cooper and the band to the top of the charts. All four of those albums would go on to achieve platinum status and put Alice Cooper on the map for decades to come. Uh, A couple of interesting tidbits to share. So, uh, turns out Frank Zappa originally signed Alice Cooper to their first recording contract. Uh, and Love It to Death was Cooper's third album, the first post-Zappa. Uh, he'd sold his record company to MCA towards the end of 1974. I believe it was around 50K or something. But anyway, so MCA gave Cooper and the band one shot to prove their worth. And on the strength of the 18 Is It My Body single, they kept them under contract. Uh, there's some conflicting commentary out there on this next tidbit, but I would tend to believe it since it came directly from Alice himself. But in interviews and published liner notes uh, later in his career, Alice Cooper shared that he wrote Desperado about his friend Jim Morrison, who had died earlier that year in 1971. So that's pretty cool. And uh, you learn something new every day, I guess. Uh, anyhow, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, which I talked about, would not be released until... 1975 and interestingly enough it was Alice Cooper's first solo album where it was essentially him and whatever bandmates he could uh, scrub up Um, it it was one of the first concept albums uh, so essentially the tracks were meant to be played in order and this would be a solid addition to anyone's vinyl collection so I I highly recommend going out and and getting it and listening to it Um, I'm not going to share any clips of this album. Uh, you need to do yourself a favor, set aside an hour or two, and just go listen to it. Whether you want to do it in Spotify or you want to, you know, splurge and buy yourself some vinyl, but it's definitely worth the time and energy. So, have fun. This was <laughs> this was all like pre MTV too. Exactly. You know. Yep. Um, Genesis had Nursery Crime come out in '71. Not their greatest album, but. So let me ask you this: Of these, and then also, I know um, you're, of course, a big um, Elton fan. Oh yeah, I was going to leave that for last. Matt, but okay, yeah, so, well, all yeah. right. Yeah. So Madman Mad across, Mad across the water. Yeah. So yeah, how uh, many? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now? Or sure, we can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I didn't really. I don't really know that album very well, but I know that oh. it's a big album, and it's probably one of your faves, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, um, Madman has two of Elton's probably most well-known and greatest hits, uh, Tiny Dancer and Leave On. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole rest of the album is uh, fairly innovative for him at the time. Um, He hadn't yet... What's interesting about a lot of those uh, albums prior to Goodbye Elbic Road is that they hadn't really brought in, like, an electric guitarist. Like, Davy Johnstone didn't join Elton and, and really start to really expand the sound until Goodbye Elba Road. So a lot of those albums prior to that were really just, you know, the piano and uh, the drums and, per, you know, not just the drums, but percussion with guys like Ray Cooper and others. And, you know, so they didn't really do a ton of... You know, there's a lot of strings. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, when you think of even Levon and Tiny Dancer, right? You don't think of electric guitar. It's like, you know, it's melodic yeah. piano with strings and, you know, uh, harmonies and, and, you know, vocals, etc. Um, 
But Indian Sunset is an amazing song uh, on that album. And it's basically a period piece about the American Indian and the plight of the American Indian put to words of music. And Bernie's words on that song are just phenomenal. Always have been. Um, it's just a long song, and it's a tough song. It's, it's never had any airplay, obviously, on the radio. Uh, but it's a really good tune in terms of, you know, um, their catalog, right? In terms of the growth of them and their music and how they put stuff to, you know, music to words, etc. So it's pretty cool. What, what was that? What song was that? Indian Sunset. Yeah, I'm on a genius looking at the lyrics now. So, yeah. like, I don't, I can't hear the song in my head. I mean, would I recognize it if I heard it? No, you probably wouldn't. Okay. If you're not an Elton fan, this is one of those weird songs um, that, you know, like, he didn't even put it in, like, Jewel Box, but he plays it live fairly uh-huh. often, right? For um, the diehard fans who probably love he, it. If, yes. Mm-hmm. For a lot of Elton diehards like me, yes. The, that That's one of those songs that, you know, unless you listen to the whole thing, you're not going to understand it, right? But this um, might be something that you'd hear if you're listening to, like, Deep Tracks on XM or something like that. Because when we're talking about, like, the whole FM radio and stuff like that and the album-oriented stuff, um, you know, I thought of that channel because they play a lot of uh, deep cuts, right? Right, right. Deep, deep tracks, deep cuts, I think, right? Right. Um, which is the whole like, idea. It's like they'll play things that are not, the single, you know? Right. It's right. like, you know this song because it was, you know, such and such a song that was a single off of such and such an album, but we're going to play you some other tracks off that album. Right. Which is great marketing because it's, you know, you have to buy the whole album, but. Sure. You learn so much. Tiny Dancer, Leave On. Um, yep. Madman Across the Water. Yep. Indian Sunset. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Madman, the title track, it's a good song. Uh, I can't say they got a lot of airplay, but, you know, again, uh, but, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna put together a best of the best for Elton, then Tiny Dancer and Levon are going to be on it. And those were written in 71. And that was the year, you know, after he basically made it big in the U.S., right? Uh, 11-17-70 um, is... You know his first live album. That's uh, that was done on radio as well, right? That was a radio live show um, that got recorded. And then you know, shortly uh, the the next year, they started coming out with all that stuff. And a lot of that stuff, even Elton himself says that um, a lot of the tunes on Madman were basically put together from them touring America. So like all the nasties is about Elton hiding his his sexual preference, right? Mm-hmm. And I never knew that. I learned that recently. That that came out recently uh when they when he started releasing all this uh music about, you know, jewel box and going back into his his uh catalog of stuff that he wanted to re repost. I didn't know that. That was interesting to find out. But then Holiday Inn, right, is about all those being on the road, right? Uh, Rotten Peaches was them going through the South when you know when they were touring the South and stuff. So it's like some really cool stuff about them experiencing America for the first time, and that's kind of why Indian Sunset is so uh, you know iconic in how it represents Indians and such. So it's pretty cool. Now there seems no reason why I should carry on in 
this land that once was my land I can find a home It's lonely and it's quiet And the horse soldiers are coming And I think it's time I strung my bow And ceased my senseless running But soon I find the yellow moon Along with my loved ones Where the buffaloes graze in clover fields Without the sound of guns And the red sun sinks at last Into the hills of gold And peace to this young warrior Comes with a bullet It's a really substantial album, but, but it just um, pro- it just goes back to the point where it's like you 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 heard the album, you had the album, you heard the album, you you love yeah. the album, you listen to it all the time, sure, and then you go back fifty years, maybe not fifty, but you go back like <laughs> thirty years later, yeah, and and you take a close, you know, take a hard look at it, and it's like wow, I so that's what was going on, right? right. You know, that's yeah. what they're. That's what they're talking about. That's what yeah. was happening at that time. Um, well, the other thing, too, in 71, sticking to Elton, um, he had gotten popular enough that they asked him to do a soundtrack. So he wrote Friends. Making friends for the world to see. Let the people know you got what you need. And that song, which was probably one of his first hits, right? Uh, after your song on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, was a soundtrack to the movie Friends. But the song itself was great. I can't say I ever watched the movie, <laughs> but the song I've heard hundreds of times, right? I thought you were um, talking about the TV show. No, no, no. God help us. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So, but let me just, I just, you know, now let's move off Elton. I want to just, I want to throw out some, just some tunes. Like, you know, we, we've been talking about albums, but these are some tunes that came out in 71. Okay. Right? Um, and these are all, I mean, classics that you hear to this day, right? So American Pie was 71. Mm, yeah, right. Right. So everyone's sick of that song. And and rightfully so, because the radio destroyed that song. And it was released actually in late 71. So most people will argue that it's 72 because it just ruled the airways in 72. But it actually came out towards the end of 71. So it was released in 71, okay? And everyone sort of knows that that song's about Buddy Holly, right? Or at least... Right, the know, day the music died. Exactly, right? And, uh, the, big, and, and, and the big bopper. Yes, and it's an homage to that time and your lost childhood. Like, uh-huh. I guess, you know, he's basically saying that, yeah, that's the day the music died for me, but it also made me realize that I'm growing up and I'm becoming, a, you know, a man as a whatever, right? right. So, so that came out in 71. Um, some weird one-offs. Al Green, Let's Stay Together. Everyone knows that song. Mm-hmm. That came out in 71. Loving you weather, weather. 
and what's his name? Uh, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Remember that too? Oh, sure. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Yeah, ain't no sunshine. I, I was surprised to hear, but that's seventy-one. That song's been around forever. Um, Layla, Derek and the Dominoes mm-hmm. came out in seventy-one. Lucky Man, ELP, also came out in 71. I mean... It's crazy. Uh, the Temptations, right? I, mean, I know I'm jumping around, but I'm just looking at my plays. Just My Imagination. Tell me you haven't heard that song like 50 bazillion times. But that came out in 71 as well. So. But it was just my imagination Running away with me It was just my imagination Joy to the World, Three Dog Night, another one that came out. I remember that on the radio all the time. Oh my I mean, God, I'm sure you please. remember that yeah. as a kid, right? Yeah. Right? If, I, if I never hear that song again, it'll be okay. Yeah. But no! what a huge hit that was. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. Exactly. And then It Don't Come Easy, Ringo, 71. Okay. Probably his only hit ever came out in 71. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, he had another hit. <laughs> what did he have? What? Um, Octopus's Garden? No. That was the no, Beatles. No. <laughs> Ringo? Um, hmm. Oh, my God. Now I'm... Uh oh, I'm testing you. Yeah, you're testing me. Yeah, mine's mine's uh, drawing a blank here. <laughs> okay, here's some poppy tunes, right? So, the Carpenters, obviously, seventies. They ruled. Yeah, they uh, that Carpenters album came out there. Right. So, rainy days and Mondays. That's seventy one. And I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, like, you know, a huge Carpenters fan. <laughs> sure, me too. I. Dude, how can you not? I mean, yeah. her voice, her, her she's got one of the most distinctive, unique, and just haunting voices haunting. in music. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then to have what happened to her happen, and with the way, you know, that, that voice is, it's just, it's almost creepy sometimes I'm, I'm when you I'm starting to, to cry it, you know? now. I'm thinking about <laughs> rainy days and Mondays. Rainy days and Mondays. Hanging around. 
Superstar, which... Oh, fantastic song. Fantastic song, 71. That's another one came out in 71. Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? You said you'd be coming back this way again, baby. Baby, 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 oh, baby. I love you. I really do. America? Uh-huh. Horse with no name. Yeah, well that's that song <laughs> also, was moderately successful. Yes, also seventy one. And then the song I Need You. You remember that song? Like by the America? like the Flowers Need the Rain or something like that. Ex- there you go. Exactly. That's oh, seventy one. Yep, that's seventy one. <laughs> I just went and then soft. Si- go! Sorry, again. I know, exactly. <laughs> I need you. And then Sandman, right? Sandman? Yeah, Sandman from America. You remember how that song goes? I mean, I'll drop in some samples here when we're editing, but, you know, it's like, you've heard it, trust me. Um, Well, I'm on YouTube, so I'm hearing it in my headphones right now. Are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I understand you've been running from the man. Man that goes by the name of the Sandman. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, you've heard that song, right? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's all, that all came out in 71 on their album as well. I'm going to so. learn this one on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, so let's we'll jump back to some rock and roll, right? So... Um, Getting back to the doors. So, Lover Madly, L.A. Woman, and Riders on the Storm. Those are the main tunes from uh, L.A. Woman. Three great karaoke tunes, too. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Don't you? Lover Madly was like one of my go to karaoke songs. I don't know why I would admit that, but (laughs) (laughs) it certainly was. It's a fairly straightforward song, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't pull any punches, right? And it's not really a, a jam. Like it's not a it's not a doors jam. It's basically a straight you know. No, radio but it's got hit, but right? it's got a lot going for it. It's got good song structure. Sure. Oh yeah. And yeah, it uh, has a hook. It's got right? a, it definitely. A catchy, it's definitely know. got a hook to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a rocker. Yep. Which is why I chose it. There you go. Um, and everybody I knows. Call, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call. Um, 
No, let's 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 not talk about that one first. How about Bang a Gong T Rex? Yeah, seventy one T Rex, sure, amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. And then this song I stumbled onto and didn't realize because um, I've I've been hearing this song a lot in a lot of movies and like TV soundtracks and such for some reason I don't know why but Van Morrison Tupelo Honey mm-hmm. that's a really good tune um, and I was very surprised to find that it's here in '71 because. I, you know, I, uh, all I know of Van Morrison apparently is, you know, uh, brown eyed girl, obviously. Right. I mean, into the, into the mystic, into the, right. Yeah. So, um, but to hear Tupelo honey and then I'm like, wow, that's a really good tune. Uh, and, and to know that act also came out in 71 was pretty enlightening and and interesting. Um, she just sweet as Tupelo honey. She's an angel of the first degree. She's a sweet, she's the sweetest tuple of honey. Just like honey, baby, from the sea. You remember a band called Badfinger? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you think of when you think of their heads? I think of uh, Baby Blue. Right. And um, what was the other song? I mean, like, we used to play a couple Badfinger songs. Mm-hmm. Day After Day. Day After Day, yeah. 71. There you go. Another great <laughs> another great another, song. Another great tune, yeah. And that was also 71. So... So like I said, I was just, those are just ones that I've been pulling out here. Um, oh, and let's not forget that Marvin Gaye came out with What's Going On in 71, yeah. which everyone agrees is probably his greatest work, right? Yeah, and that song, like I heard that song on the radio last week. Right. Maybe. And it's like, it still sounds... Yeah. As, and. And it it's it's a song that just keeps it becomes relevant over and over again. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mean, know, it's, it's like the time whatever's going on at the time. It's like you, you can play that, you can listen to that song. And it's like, yeah, it still it still matters. You know, it's yeah. still it's still appropriate and um, timely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I have that one highlighted here too. Talk to me, so you can see. Oh, what's 
it's it's <laughs> the the imprint that that not just that song but the entire album left on mm-hmm. R&B is uh, it's unmeasurable, right? Um, and and I am far from an expert on R&B, but um, you know, I, and I can't say that I'm all that big on the whole Motown thing, but. That when when people talk about Marvin Gaye, they think about they talk about that album. Right? That yeah, that's the yeah. that's that's the that's one. That's the album. Yeah, and that came out seventy one. So that's so how many amazing. did you? Now I went through this list. I mean, we all know these were so many of the albums, so many of the hits, uh, right. singles that came out off of these albums in seventy one. Right. I was surprised that I didn't really actually have many of these. Oh, in terms of owning on that vinyl kind of a thing? And, yeah, yeah, that I went out and like bought them, you know. And I only came up with like two or three. And like I never I wasn't really big well, you know, at the time for sure I was wasn't right. old enough, but um copies uh, if, of it. Did you go through and like say like, Oh, I had I bought I remember buying this album or I remember buying this album or well, uh, I mean, like, I you know, Tapestry, that. like, I never had it, but, you know, I know a lot of songs off of it. I know people who had it and at the well, time. Well, Tapestry, I can... I can Fragile, like, my cousin, you know, my cousin Scott had it, and I, right. I remember going over to his house, and, you know, his my aunt and uncle, his parents had one of those console stereos, remember those things? Yes, yes. Which were freaking crazy and awesome, yes. but... Uh, I know. You know, like listening to like the S album or, or specifically Fragile and stuff like that over there. And so, like, he had it, but I never had a copy of it. You know, the right. Doors album, I didn't have that. I only, I only came up with like maybe two or three off of this list that I actually bought. And, and, you know, I bought years and years afterwards. And we were talking, um, no, actually, I think I was talking to with my daughter. My younger daughter, who's 20, right? Who, but we were talking about introducing our kids to vinyl. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know if it was on a podcast or we were just having a conversation. And, um, um, you know, she, she liked, like, she's a, like, uh, goes to like thrift stores and likes to get, you know, likes to thrift clothes and stuff like that. Sure. But also, she, like picks up albums and stuff like that too, which yep. is kind of cool. And like the only the albums that I have on this list, I picked up. Well, we're gonna now we're gonna really date ourselves. Remember two guys? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. when when two guys was going out of business, uh, my buddy Mike and I went to two guys and we we're like, let's see what they have, like because they sold albums too. Sure, they let's, did. Yeah. Let's see what they had there. And like, I bought a couple albums. He bought a few albums. Uh, two of the albums on this list: um, The Who, uh, Meaty Bitty Big and Bouncy, and Pink Floyd Relics. Right. And a, and some some other. I, I bought a couple other albums too, but but like, I bought those two albums at two guys when they were going out of business, and they paid like you know like a dollar fifty for them or whatever like that. But I don't have, I don't actually own, and That's I, crazy. I might still have them. I think I still have them, but I don't actually own a lot of the albums on this list. Not even today, like in digital form. Or, no, I, or I, either. I don't either. I can recall owning Tapestry in 
different flavors. Um, I can recall owning Tapestry as an eight track, mm-hmm. and then eventually a cassette, like mid to late seventies when they started to come out. Right. Uh, I don't ever remember owning Tapestry as an album, which is odd given the state of it. Right. But I do remember it as an eight track. Um, uh, Rod Stewart, every picture tells a story. Another great I, album. I, I can vividly see the single for Maggie May in my hand right now from when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, you know, looking at that red label. And I don't know if it was Atlantic. Maybe it was Atlantic. I don't even know. But anyway, okay. I can remember like I can remember like I, I can see it in my head now imprinted me reading Maggie May in those black weird block letters that you saw on the song. Oh, that's the singles, funny. Right. Remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I own that. Um, obviously, Elton. Um, Madman. Uh, I've never owned Hunky Dory, even though I've heard the tunes from, from Bowie. Um, I, the Yes albums, obviously, both Yes, the Yes album and Fragile, I still have to this day. I still have them in the box. Cool. Did I buy them in 71? Obviously not. I no, bought them right. probably when I was in high school in 78 or whatever, and that's fine. But I do have them. Um, well, I, I have Led Zeppelin, too. Yes, had, so had Led Zeppelin Four definitely have that one. I had the box uh, set, and I also bought it. Like yes, mm-hmm. Aqualung definitely have that one. Um, I can't say that I ever bought Stones albums when I was a kid. I, I probably appreciate the Stones now than when I was younger. But um, you know, I, I can't say I ever owned the album. But that album, but everybody sort of owned yeah. because of, because of the album, yeah. because the, the the premise and the artistic. You know, uh, for I don't know if I. If po- people don't know, um, Sticky Fingers is is itself an interesting one because the Sticky Fingers album, when it was first released, came with an actual zipper. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> so you could unzip the fly on the Sticky Fingers album, and it was very controversial yeah, at was, the time. Yeah. So it is a very iconic... 70s album from that regard so if anyone's listening who don't doesn't recall this stuff that was a very interesting album to go read the history on um, yeah well but, you know you you, yeah. you can't get that experience when you're streaming an album no you can't nor can you get it from a cd case right no. so it's a weird thing right um it's a very um emotive process buying a vinyl record and like you know the the, the yeah the whole the touch the ta- and the feel the pulling it out it, yes yeah. yeah absolutely so um so that's interesting um uh, who's next obviously i've owned that one i i can't say i've owned imagine by john lennon but even though that's an iconic song i've never owned that album um pink floyd metal i've owned um nursery crime from genesis i owned all their albums at one point or another so <laughs> i own that one um and that's really it from my list of what I owned. Yeah, um, I'm and looking at you know I may have owned some of these singles. Like <laughs> we didn't talk about these, but the Osmonds, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> the Osmonds were yeah, huge I in might the seventies. I might have had one of those singles, <laughs> and I definitely had "Go Away, Little Girl" as a single. There's no <laughs> doubt I had that. You know, I was probably seven, eight years old. So right, yeah, right, I mean, right. you know, that was one of the first singles. I got they someone either bought for uh-huh. me or because I couldn't buy albums at that age, right? Somebody was buying me this shit, so yeah, right. I definitely had that. But oh, that's um, funny. Go away, little girl. Go away, little girl. Go away, little girl. 
you know, stuff I may have bought later. Everyone owned American Pie. I mean, if you didn't own it, you know, well, it was on the radio. Weird, it so. was on the radio every two minutes. Well, so that's you true. You didn't really, really need to. to own it. You didn't really have to. That's true. Um, hey, there's a Billy Joel album on this list. Did you have? Because you're a big Billy Joel fan. No, too. really. Cold Spring Harbor. That was seventy one. Yeah. November. I did not see that on my list I just, of stuff. I just saw it here. Really? What I what was cool was the the Paul McCartney stuff, like Ram. Uh-huh. I didn't even know this was before Wings. I, I didn't know about this album per se, but obviously you know the songs. I mean, Uncle Albert. I mean, yeah, who doesn't, know, right. who doesn't know Uncle Albert? Well, right? this was like I I think I looked at that one and it was um, it was Lin, it was Paul and Linda, right? So yes. Well, no. It was there was Paul. a lot. I mean, he of just her. put the name. Yeah, he just put the name on there, right? I mean, there, she obviously. You know. There was a lot of Linda McCartney stuff on there. Oh, so. okay. Well, that's probably why it didn't sell then. So, no! but yeah, Uncle Albert was on there. Um, oh, I own. I had that single. Yes, Adam and then Mulhalsey, another day. Another day. Is that's another a great, great song. McCartney tune. Yeah, I mean. Um, We're so sorry. You know, because when you think of Wings, you think of that weird album where they're all, you know, standing in front of the brick wall and you got all band on the run, right? Band on the run, exactly, right? So, uh, but yeah, Ram came. Yeah, Ram had. uh, That's when everyone was like, "Who? Oh, it's Paul McCartney has a band." (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, no one really knew. I know it's crazy. Um, So we've been talking about albums for a while. We have, yes, I know. And uh, this is really good, though. I mean. Um, you know, it's, we could, I don't know, we could probably look at any given year and be a little bit surprised about what albums came out, but there's for sure 71, there was like a lot of interesting and iconic and significant albums that came out. I mean, 80% of what we're talking about, they're still playing. Like, yeah, that's the crazy part, right? You still find it. Yeah, you still find this stuff on the radio. You still find uh, people playing this stuff. It's not like, you know, these are vault songs that, you know, there's a there's a fair amount of those, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd like to teach the world to sing is on this list. I never want to hear that song <laughs> no, again, I right? I mean, that came out 71. Um, you know, um, what was that old-fashioned love song? Both versions, you know. Like you had uh, uh, the Paul Williams one and the other one. I never want to hear those songs no, again never. either. But, but you know, I put them on the list for posterity. But, I, you know, there's some really, you know, crazy ones. But a lot of those other ones, the, like those classic rocks, first of all, the, those three or four albums alone between Zeppelin, The Stones, The Who, Yes. Um, I mean... 
those are all they those things get played constantly and that's 50 years right i mean it's crazy stuff yeah and one Um, one that i highlighted and wanted to mention here too was uh the allman brothers at fillmore east i mean that was how many how many times have you heard you know whipping post on the radio exactly and yeah, um, and that's 71 and like st- uh, statesboro blues which i just heard on the radio a couple days ago right R- literally like no exaggeration and it's great you know i mean yeah. yeah yeah no i know it's it's nuts i know i think we should do this um i want to do know. it i want to do 81 yeah we can do 81 <laughs> next that's cool. i haven't looked at the yeah. list yet but no, we'll do eighty-one. We may not do it next episode, but we'll we'll skip one and then we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Um, you know, we got a lot. We got hey, we got a whole year to go through seventy-one and decide which is which. You know, and no one's and then, gonna, no one's listening to this anyway. So no, it's just us, and that's fine. Um, but um, yeah, and then you know, next time around, um, I'll have to put a little bit more factual stuff in there. Like uh, if I'm going to bring out certain songs or albums i'm going to put some dates on it so we have better uh better detail to go along with the conversation but uh yeah no this was this was a fun exercise though it was um, fun and, yeah and and, and it's like a little and, game and for me yeah and for me especially and i'm sure you uh went through the same gamut of emotions on some of these songs because some of these songs yeah you know were are just you know really good solid memories of childhood and some are really bad never want to experience uh, those <laughs> moment again yeah so, kind of memories of stuff you know yeah, um, like so far away and you know yeah um, i mean uh, some of those carpenter songs <laughs> yes exactly they make you want to like you know uh like you say uh, eat you know eat, eat a bullet eat a bu- so it's some bad <laughs> so there's there's a fair number of eat a bullet songs on this list too so you know it's weird um there's a song too that came out. I don't know if you remember the song. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Don't pull your love. That song. Oh, don't pull your love out on me, baby. Yes. Now I always thought that was an Elvis song, growing up, and I learned. I'd not not this exercise, but I learned later on uh, in my adulthood that it wasn't, and I was surprised to find that out. But I have a very distinct memory for that tune. Um, okay. That was both like good and heartbreaking, right? I mean, um, we had family friends leaving, uh, leaving the country, right, on by boat. <laughs> so I can remember. It's the weirdest thing. I can still remember it to this day. I can remember it's you know waking up, being in the kitchen, and the radio used to be above our fridge, so I can remember hearing that. Like while I was eating breakfast, hearing that song, and then we drove to the dock to do the bon voyage thing as they were leaving on the boat, and you could, you know, we're seeing, we're waving, everybody's doing the waving thing as they're leaving, and I can remember like just starting to cry, mm-hmm. and it's the strangest thing because. And that song is always tied to that memory of just like getting hap- up. It just happened to be playing while you're. Yeah, and just know. happened to be on the radio that morning. And I think of that, and I have these really vivid memories of. And I was seven, right? Mm. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily remember a lot of shit when you're that young, but that was an amazing thing because, you know, it was a very close family friend who was leaving, and 
you know, I guess didn't want him to go. You know, it was a weird thing. And my parents were like, okay, well, we got to go say goodbye. And to them, it was no big deal. You know, they were like thrilled, you know. Um, but I thought it sucked. So, <laughs> so now you, know, you hear that. Real emotional. You hear that song now. It's like, and like, get emotional well, yeah, about so it. Right? I, I do, uh, not as, not as, you know, not as deeply as whatever, but it's just an odd thing to have, you know, and then you hear, they go back and listen to these songs. You're like, oh shit. And he goes, oh yeah, I remember that, you know? Yeah. And so somewhere, wild, somewhere yeah. in our, in our brains, yeah. like these songs are kind of imprinted and, we don't remember, you know, to no. take out the garbage or anything like that. But, you know, these songs come on and it either brings back a memory or for yeah. some reason we know all the lyrics. Yep. And that's the crap that's clogging up our craniums. True. No, And this absolutely. is just one year. <laughs> yeah, and it is. This is just the one. I know. But so much music came out during those early 70s. Um, you know, I, it's, I can't... I, I, I can't necessarily explain it to my kids. You know, if you if you take, like, if we were to compare this to say, just even 2011, even just 10 years ago, there's no way you're going to look at the list of music released in 2011 and you're going to come up with iconic music of this uh, amount, right? Yeah. Of this substantial list of stuff that's going to last for the next 50 years. I it which. There's no way. I mean, you know, not that I'm going to reach 50 years from now to see it, but there's no way 50 years from 2011 that this the stuff they list to is going to even be relevant. Yeah, I mean, there'll alone, be there'll be know. a couple songs, but it's not going to be. Yes. No. No. It's extensive. And, and, right, and a lot of that's because of the music industry and the way the you know they they just forced these bands to just pump stuff out, and they had to come up with it, but you know. Um, when you when you have to make three albums a year, mm. you know, uh, more than likely one of them is going to be a massive hit <laughs> <laughs> instead of one every three years, right? Yeah. So it's a totally different mindset yeah. <laughs> of producing and 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 coming up with with you know music, right? Well, so, I remember when Boston, you know, like they came out, where they put out like three albums, right? And they were I don't know how many years apart, you know, mm-hmm. like that was like. A, a big thing that the, it took them so long to put out an album. Exactly. But uh, we're looking at like so many people on this list that put out like two or even three. Like Zappa put out at least two, if not three albums in in the one year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I know. Yeah. It's nuts. But then again, too, they didn't have many other distractions back then, right? Like we do today. So. <laughs> I guess all they did. I guess that's all they did was they were musicians, so they made music. It's just you know, and and the music and, and the music labels wanted them to do it so they could sell product, right? So I guess you know, in in some ways, oh, yeah, it was a different world. To, yeah, totally different world. So anyway, all right. Well, um, so that's 1971, and hopefully we'll be getting into you know 1981 and yeah, then eventually 81. 91 i think i don't think we'll be doing 2001 but or two, um, or you you mentioned 2011 too yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if i I'm, i don't want to hurt my brain and go into that but anyway it'd be um, sad it, it'll be maybe we'll do a combined right yeah, maybe I think we'll so. do 81's going to be interesting cuz i got a feeling you're right there's probably a lot of good tunes in there that i, I bet mean. you you're going to be surprised I bet you I will be, because when I start thinking about, I mean, the Cars, uh, the Clash, uh, Blondie, yep. 
police. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure there's tons of stuff in there that I should probably, you know, I, I'm going to be. I, I I suspect I'm. All right, be so that'll be a later shit. episode. Next episode, we'll yeah do something different, but yeah, we'll pick something from the list. But um, but that's uh, that's our 1971 uh, review retrospective of, of music retrospective. That's a okay. good term. Um, Fifty years. 50 years. Fucking 50 and years. And how did you, uh, what, made you, what made you come up with this um, idea? How did you, where did you get this idea? <sighs> I just, I, I, had, I had seen a post of um, someone basically did what we have just done. They went through and listed a bunch of albums that got released 50 years ago and were, you know, just as surprised by the, the amount of content of, of good you know, really substantial content from that time frame, and I was curious, so I figured we should do our own uh, kind of look see and and come up with it. So that's kind of why we wound up down this path. So yeah, Beautiful. that was it. I was inspired by someone else um, to do a similar <laughs> list, and I knew I would come up with other stuff that you know, or both of us would come up with stuff that um, we I didn't necessarily read before. So it was interesting. So cool, but yeah, yeah. All right. But, uh, all right, well, that's us. That's um, the end of this episode. Uh, again, if you're interested in uh, reaching out and, uh, you know, sending us some comments or suggesting any topics, uh, guysourage at gmail.com or guys.our.age at gmail.com. Either one will work. And um, I think that's a wrap, my friend Jim. And uh, thanks for listening. Yes, we appreciate it. Whoever and, you are. Uh, <laughs> Whoever you are. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. All right, man.